This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today I'm joined by Jeff Halley in Asia Pacific. How are you doing, Jeff? Wonderful to be here as ever from a quite rainy day today. So we may get some thunder noises in the background. So it'll sound very operatic during the podcast today. I can always count on you for a weather forecast before we talk about the markets, Jeff. It's very useful. (laughs) Well, I was going to say markets have been a little cloudy today. So perhaps the weather is appropriate. Very good. Let's start with the market so far today. And what is happening where you are right now? Well, on Friday, the NASDAQ retreated quite strongly. Uh, It's extremely sensitive to uh, the trajectory of interest rates because they have such rich valuations, and that's all corporate finance chicanery as far as calculating that all out. Jerome Powell, the head of the Federal Reserve, said that transitory inflation would be much more transitory than previously expected and that we could expect inflationary pressures to remain with us for some time. We saw tech stocks retreat on Friday because of that. As we roll into Monday, I can see that the Nikkei 225, which is extremely sensitive to the movements in the NASDAQ, is down 0.9%. Across Asia, it's a bit of more of a mixed picture. It is trading slightly to the heavy side, and I believe part of that is because of the expanding number of COVID-19 cases in China. Now, those numbers are still very low, but they're very widely geographically spread. As we can see from other COVID zero countries, when Delta arrives, it doesn't usually like to leave. Now, also, China has today announced a property tax in some regions of China. They've been experimenting with it for a while, but I believe that is also weighing on sentiment. So we're seeing Shanghai slightly higher, but the narrower index is down nearly 1%. That's all the banking heavyweights, etc. And uh, we think things like the CSI 300 and in Hong Kong are flat. Uh, Singapore's ever so slightly down. The only really notably positive market in Asia Pacific today is Australia, where they're up about 0.4%. But I believe that's because we've seen gas, coal, and oil all rallying this morning. Okay, before we look to the week ahead, looking at some of the other numbers, oil up again, coal and gas as well. The oil going up is something to do with the Saudis, perhaps? Yeah, oil had a very strong session on Friday, and Brent crude is now above $86 a barrel, which is quite significant from a technical trading perspective. Over the weekend, uh, we saw the Saudi Arabian energy minister saying that OPEC plus would would continue to be cautious on raising oil production. And that's got uh, Asia off to a fairly positive start today. And WTI and Brent are both up about 0.6%. Natural gas and coal futures in China are up 4%, perhaps showing the limits of the ability of the Chinese government to talk down the price of commodities. As we know, last week, they started making noises about intervening in energy markets and uh, coal in particular fell, but that seems to have run its course for now as well. And that all comes back to the unhappy fact for China that they are a price taker in international markets for base metals, commodities and energy. Meanwhile, Jerome Powell is making plenty of noise about tapering. Yeah, look, uh, he's fairly much signalled on Friday that he was on board with the taper. And we have an FOMC meeting next week where I fully expect them to announce the start of the taper, either immediately starting in November, (coughs) excuse me, or it will be in December. Now, I don't believe 
markets are fully priced in uh, the implications of, of this event. But uh, in, I, I believe that next week when that meeting rolls around, we are going to get some strong signals on that. And that could be uh, another headwind uh, for uh, particularly technology stocks. And uh, But it should be positive for the US dollar. So although I'm expecting the US dollar to remain under pressure this week because I believe earnings will continue to be positive this week. I think the pendulum will swing next week. And plenty of earnings to start the week. Already we've had results from HSBC with Facebook to come. HSBC uh, had a 74% rise in profits and they're announcing a $2 billion share buyback. So good news uh, from that. And their pivot to Asia strategy seems to be bearing fruit. We've got Facebook later today. Now, this will be very, very closely watched because Snap last week uh, gave poor results and a poor outlook because of these new security features in the Apple environment, which stop companies such as Snap and Facebook and Twitter following you around the internet with adverts. Uh, and so uh, given that uh, Facebook is the biggest player in that space because of the nature of their business, uh, it, if they announce a similar sort of issue in their results today, we could see quite a big move down in technology stocks. That said, later in the week, we do have all the heavyweights. We've got Alphabet, we've got Apple, we've got Microsoft, plus we've got some industrial heavyweights like Caterpillar, uh, General Motors, Ford, and we've got banks such as international banks such as Deutsche. So it's a very heavy week of earnings. If they stay positive, I expect the dollar to remain under pressure. But I think we are going to see quite a lot of intraday volatility this week as those earnings pour out. For example, if Facebook is a bad uh, is, is a bad result this afternoon, we could see stocks under pressure. But if Apple and Alphabet and Microsoft all have great results, we could see them rallying again. So I'm expecting a noisy week ahead before the FOMC uh, gives us more visibility on monetary policy next week. And the big event here in the UK, Jeff, will be the Chancellor of the Exchequer's budget on Wednesday. He made plenty of appearances on the media over the weekend, and it would seem that Rishi Sunak wants to keep those uh, investment taps turned on plenty, by the sounds of it, going into public services and maybe not too many tax increases either. It'll be interesting to see uh, how he balances the books. Yeah, I think balance will be a nebulous term like transitory inflation with Jerome Powell. It's uh, your interpretation of transitory and, and mine could be quite different. Uh, and I think balancing the books uh, for, from our point of view and the Chancellor's point of view, yeah, there could be some grey there in the interpretation. So I don't think Britain's in any, uh, in any shape yet to be starting to ramp back that fiscal investment side of the equation, particularly in the background of rising COVID cases. And we're also seeing reports over the weekend of a plan B of new restrictions should things get out of control over the winter. Uh, so that's in the background. Another positive is they seem to have um, made some progress on the Northern Ireland protocols with Europe. Balanced against that was other stories that the Chancellor is looking at what, uh, raising the minimum wage to, I think, £10 an hour. I am overall, though, expecting a fairly expansionary budget because post-Brexit, uh, as you said, Britain wants to keep those inbound investment ta uh, taps open and hiking rates into an economy, that tax rates into an economy that is recovering 
or which is trying to attract overseas investment, that's not a conducive environment. And also, while borrowing costs remain low, um, he can continue to borrow. There's billions uh, promised, according to these reports over the weekend, into transport, infrastructure, health, skills and so on, with interest rates potentially rising over the next 18 months or so, he may as well start borrowing now. It doesn't sound like a conservative government, does it, when you uh, when you hear that list? Uh, look, I agree. Uh, there's never been a better time for, for, uh, ba- uh, for countries around the world to load up their balance sheets, to be honest, because money, even after we start seeing this tapering going on around the world, interest rates are still going to be basically 0%. In Germany, people pay the government to borrow money off them. Uh, you know, with these negative interest rates. So rates are still at, at or near record lows. So I, I'm totally in agreement with you about that one. If they lock it in at sort of 10 or 20 uh, years at something around 1%, to me, that's as good a signal to start investing in the economy as any, because effectively money will still be free. You mentioned sterling and the dollar. What are you expecting in terms of the currency markets over the next two or three days? Yeah, I think the dollar's going to remain under a bit of pressure. It actually got a bit of a boost from Jerome Powell on Friday, but those gains are being eroded in Asia today. The dollar remained under pressure uh, all of last week and the part of the week before simply because of the positive sentiment generated by this procession of excellent earning results we're seeing, mostly from the United States. Now, Facebook aside today, I'm expecting those earnings results to still be looking pretty good this week, especially uh, from from big technology. That will continue to keep the pressure on the US dollar. That should be modestly supportive for sterling uh, ahead of the budget on Wednesday. Uh, but I think uh, when we, but I think next week things may change. When we look at the uh, the height, the the, the yield on uh, the US ten year bond at the moment, it's still well above one point six five percent. And I can't see a situation in the markets at the moment, even with negative real yields, where that's not going to start having an impact on the dollar. Effectively, uh, the uh, the US dollar is very quickly becoming uh, the, the other side of a carry trade where you fund it at a, a, at a 0% currency, such as the euro or the yen, and you invest in, in a high yield currency, which the US seems to be when you look at the shape of their yield curve. So... I'm expecting the FOMC to be hawkish next week. So, uh, yes, this week I believe the dollar will be, remain weak and thus the sterling, etc., will remain on the firm side of the equation. But I believe that pendulum will swing next week with the FOMC. Okay. Jeff Halley, Senior Market Analyst for Oanda Asia Pacific. Thanks for joining us this morning. Always a pleasure. Have a wonderful week ahead. The Oanda Podcast.